Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to episode 86 of the award-winning podcast, Hutch Blowtorch in the Sports Inferno. I am your host, Hutch Blowtorch, as you know, and with me tonight is uh, Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. How's it going? And John. Hi, John. Hey, what's going on, Brandon? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, our our um, compatriot, Clarence Swamptown, is busy tonight. He is off... Um, I think he'll be running. Is he is he uh, putting in his uh, the bid for uh, for governor yet? Or is he already starting to work on that? I know he's a very political well, guy, so we'll see. He's out shaking hands chance. and kissing babies. I've been hearing a lot of scuttlebutt about him being Minneapolis superintendent of schools. So he says he's not running, but we know he that he's says going he's to. not running. But sometimes, sometimes the people demand things. You can it was run. more of a with him it was more of a non denial denial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If nominated, he will not run. But if elected, he will serve. Yes. <laughs> yes, very true. Well, it's um, it's unfortunate that he's not here tonight because my first segment I wanted to discuss is um, I was doing a little bit of reading on the uh, World Wide Web today, um, as I do most days. Um, and one thing, one of the things that I enjoy reading about is um, advanced statistics for uh, the NFL, the Vikings in particular. And one of the websites that uh, I read is footballoutsiders.com. I don't know if you guys are um, 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 readers of that site, but it's one of the best of like advanced analytics. And do you guys want to guess where the Vikings rank in uh, defense this year? And this is the advanced version, not just like most yards per game or whatever. It's all sort of like normalized throughout uh per play and uh this is one of their dvoa kind of things yes it's exactly what it is and it's so it's it kind of takes the standard yards per i don't know yards per snap or something and then it i think it uh, baselines it to like the competition as well um so holding the broncos to like 600 yard offense is probably better than giving up like 100 yards to the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? So it's sort of normalized yeah. that way. So let me ask you, where do you think they rank in defense? In defense. Our, our, our Vikings, our squad. I'm going to say they seem like an average defense to me. So I'm going to say they are 16th. I would say, yeah, the eye test says they're better than last year, which isn't saying much. Yep. I would say middle of the pack. I would say let's go, I'll, I'll go 15th. Um, price is right, John, on this bitch. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, 20, 
21st in in defense. That's surprising, 21st? right? 21st, really? Yeah, I wasn't that expecting kind of that. Surprising. Um, no, they were like 16th the problem- last week, I think, but that doesn't make any sense because they just lost to the Lions, who are an okay offense, and they gave up 16 points. So I don't understand exactly how it happened. Maybe we somehow gave up just a shitload of yards last weekend, and I don't really remember it, and that's sort of why. But for whatever reason right now, they're 21st in defense, which is um, surprising to me. But think, better than last year. I think it's worth mentioning that we're looking at this year's defense through the prism of last year's defense, which was one of the worst units ever put together in the history of sports. Or they were not not being the Cowboys, like non Cowboys division. You mean, right? Yeah, they're <laughs> genuine. They were genuinely awful last year. So just raising up to twenty first, which is almost in the middle third. <laughs> Yes. Is like, wow, these guys are good. Respectable, yeah. It's only Chad Greenway and Brian Robinson that can't tackle anybody. That's yeah. only two out of 11 guys. Nine out of the 11 guys are mildly competent. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like an improvement. And I don't even know if, um, yeah, it's just surprising to me that it's that low because I would I would have guessed the same as you guys. I think they've been around 15, uh, 15th most of the year. So. I think maybe giving up all those points to a really bad Atlanta team and then playing uh, the Packers twice and New England once and getting their doors blown off, mm-hmm. I think that may have really yeah. severely impacted them, even though they played very well against some very bad teams. Right, yeah. That's I true. think maybe that's, that, that might be where that's coming from. I guess that does make some sense to me. So do you guys want to guess where they are in offense, in the offensive category? Uh, they seem worse than last year, John. I think John would agree with me on that. They do, but they also have Teddy, who's been pretty effective, Teddy? at least in in moving the offense forward. I don't. I think a lot of people have complained about his ability to make downfield plays and stuff like that. But if we're talking about a stat that is sort of on a per play basis, I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing better than we think. I'm going to stick with middle of the pack. Actually, I'm going to stick. I'm going to say they're 17. I'm going to go 16. 22nd, two two. Uh, so they are the essentially, and actually, I may have flip flopped. Though either way, they're 21st and 22nd in both of them. They are essentially the same exact team on both sides of the ball. Um, so um, it's unfortunate because I wanted to have Clarence uh, draft his official apology to uh, one North Turner for actually turning this into the offense just as good as the defense. So For being the 22nd ranked offense in the league, you want him to draft an apology to North Turner? Not for being wrong, for directing his rage at North Turner when it was clearly misdirected when the team on the whole is about as incompetent equally on both sides of the ball. So it was really just the apology should be you're still incompetent, but I should have been focusing some of my rage elsewhere. Now, now, if I could channel Clarence here, first of please all, do. please do, take, please take the take the apology <laughs> and put it in your butt. <laughs> Second uh, of all, you're uh, effing high. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, I love this. And his actual response would be, "Well, you know, um, let me think. The Vikings' defense was really bad, and Zimmer." Made it less bad. Yep, running miracles with the defense. Something about talent. It would be a Spielman sort of deal here as well, right? Um, I he the hockey would get mentioned at some point here. <laughs> I don't know. RT Ryback would be taken take down. Take her on a Chara or something like that. I don't know. It's <laughs> thing. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I can't. Speak. It's hard to speak for Clarence when he only had half of one beer. <laughs> 
<laughs> and no pills. You have to have some drugs to combine. I think that last week, though, against the Lions, felt like sort of the microcosm of the season. Like they kept it a little bit closer than we were all expecting and still somehow lost. Um, and it was uh, ultimately uh, a 16 to 14 loss, feels exactly like this season. There'll be seven wins, six wins, something like that. Um, I don't know. It seems like they've won a lot of close games this year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they lost to Buffalo, so they obviously didn't win that, but they beat Tampa. That was sort of ridiculous. They beat the Jets. That was sort of ridiculous. They've had a lot of sort of ridiculous wins. Okay, that's two. That's a I lot. Guess, <laughs> I guess that's not exactly a trend at any point. But Yeah, well, I'm not going back to look at the schedule see the other games. There's probably other sort of ridiculous games. The You know, it's just sort of ridiculous in general, right? Can you imagine how bad the Vikings record would have been if they hadn't gotten paired with the NFC South on the schedule this year? Yeah, no they kidding. They beat Tampa. They beat Atlanta. Well, they beat Carolina. And they lost in New Orleans. And they, were in the, and they were in that New Orleans game almost the whole game with Teddy thrown in to the middle and nothing with nothing, nothing to do. Yeah. So replace those four games with competent football teams. They'd have like three wins. The Seahawks and the 49ers and the Cardinals. Yeah, if they had the West. They would well, actually, there would be a couple other you, wins that got taken. To be fair, you could say that about many, many other teams, not just the Vikings. That's right. true. But still, getting drawn against the South was a lucky break this year. Yeah, no kidding. I guess I have no idea how they do the NFL schedule. I don't think it's like a lottery thing where they pull out ping pong balls. Oh, we've got the North and the South match this year. That's wonderful. And then they cut uh, an owner looking absolutely furious in the front row. That's my favorite part of the lottery by far. The draft lottery by far in the NBA is cutting to the owner who just looks angry. Yeah, yeah. That's. Did you say that's your favorite part of the NBA? (laughs) <laughs> of the draft lottery. Jesus. For sure. oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. My favorite part of the NBA <laughs> wow. is the incredibly talented athletes playing a sport I enjoy. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Me as well. Um, yeah. Um, boy, you can tell the NBA haters come out of the woodwork when there's an obvious travel. People just flip the fuck out. Like, it, it happens <laughs> once in a while, guys. Let's just relax. And it just seemed like there was this huge, like, the thing about that Corey Brewer travel should have been that was just mildly funny and not like, see, this is why, it's why I hate it. Sucks. I don't know that that was a microcosm of anything, but you have to admit it was hilarious. <laughs> that was Corey Brewer pick up a loose ball and sprint to the hoop from half court without being called for anything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was running I for a like touchdown. To the, I would like to see the I would like to see the Venn diagram of the guys who complained about that who also defend fighting in hockey. I think <laughs> yes. it would be a very it would be, it would be a very white Venn diagram. I can tell yeah, you that for sure. Yes, it would. Be. Yes, it would Sorry. be. Oh man. Can we that, was somehow, not a shot, that was not a shot at Clarence, by the way. Can we somehow also work in reaction to the protests on 35W that stopped traffic into that oh, Venn God. diagram as well? Oh, Oof. God. Ugh. That is a, that's a direct shot at Garage Logic. I'm okay with that, though. I don't listen to the Garage Logic program, so I can't comment on that. That, well, combined with all the other protests that have been happening over the past few months, um, I wonder how many people are just never going on Facebook ever again. Like, forget it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm not going back there again. It would be interesting to see, like, the amount of protests go up and the users of Facebook go down. Because I'm Just done with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? 
Um, okay, so do you want to get... Are we done with the Vikings? I'm done with the Vikings. I, yeah, yeah, we can be done with the Vikings. There's nothing else to say. I wish I was done with the Vikings, but as we've talked about many times, I'll never it's quite fun. be done with the Vikings. No. So in conclusion, they are a pretty bad team, and uh, Norv is not the enemy we thought he was. The actual enemy is Mike Zimmer. So we'll move on now to the Twins. Um um, John, do we want to, do you want to talk about your, uh, your feelings about next season, uh, yeah, for the twins? Cause problem, I do guys. feel this sounds like a problem. Oh, I already know what's going here on. Comes, this, here's the problem. Oh boy. I'm I, ready for the I problem. I need your help because I know I'm a crazy person. I'm reaching out through, through the magic of communications technology uh-huh. is a cry for help because the other day I started thinking about the twins next year and I started feeling like you know what, guys? Everything's going to be okay. It's all going to work out. And I don't know uh, what made me think that, but I started thinking about some of some of the guys they have coming up. They got Danny Santana, Trevor Plouffe. Not bad. Not a great third baseman, but not a bad third baseman. You are optimistic, and the f- second person you mention is Trevor Plouffe, and the best yeah. thing you can say about him is not bad. No, I just I started on the left side of the infield, but I started I started going through this in my mind and thinking maybe things aren't that bad. And I need you guys because we've talked about it so many times on this podcast of how utterly utterly screwed the Twins are, and that has never changed. It's always been well, they're going to be terrible next year and probably the year after that, but the year after that maybe. Yes, and we've always had that attitude. It's but suddenly, worked so far. Some part of my mind has started thinking. Maybe things will be okay next year. I mean, I started thinking things like maybe Paul Molitor is really going to make a difference for the young players. Do I have any evidence to base that on? I do not. I have zero evidence to base that on. Maybe you've actually I, got a lot of evidence to show that that's pointless and and doesn't work. Yeah, you've got a ton of evidence. Really has no ev- no effect whatsoever. You've only but, got 150 years of baseball that proved that. Yeah. Throw so it away. I know that's crazy, but like. There was that episode of the No Juice podcast, our our good friends over at the No Juice podcast, when they had former Twins minor leaguer AJ Patterson on, and he was talking about how great how Molitor's always trying to learn, and he's always talking to young players, and how much he AJ Patterson personally learned from Molitor, and and then you fell asleep because it was a No Juice podcast. Oh my god, what a slog! Jesus, Jesus, John, why on earth did they pay you to listen? I just like hearing them crack beers directly into the microphone. That's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, oh, they're garbage humans. Hate them. <laughs> they are not. They're nice people. And, yeah. and why am I feeling optimistic? Am I just completely crazy, or is are there some signs for optimism? I guess that's my question. There are some signs of optimism for every single major league team. Every single major league team has a few guys that are in the top X, you know, top 40, top 50, top 100 of the baseball of the baseball America prospects or whatever. Um, every team that was good uh, still has hopes of their team remaining good. Every team that was bad has high draft picks that are going to be helping it. So that's the beauty of sports is that if you're delusional enough, John, um, for example, yeah. <laughs> uh, there is hope for everybody. There is hope for, we've talked about this before, the worst current owner in professional sports is Dan Snyder. For a while, he had the most promising quarterback in the league. Of course, he ruined it, but there was hope for them as well. Um, there are probably worse franchises than the Twins in uh, baseball. 
I don't know for sure, but there, I'm sure there are. Um, and even those teams seem to have some somewhat of hope. So I don't think you're wrong if you're trying to look for for a few things to work out. If this breaks right and if that breaks right, they could be good. That is true. That's true of every team. But if you're going to be putting money down on it, I would have to say they're about a 74-win team right now, which uh, to me is is uh, very close to, to no hope whatsoever. Has the Vegas over-under been posted yet for the Twins? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I looked for it last week. Um, no, I think it's still going to be a couple months away. I was seeing. I saw that Fangraph said 76 at this point. Um, I would imagine just looking at uh, last year's win total, Vegas will probably be a, a little bit under that. I'm guessing it'll be 73, 74. Um, I did see an. I did see somewhere that the Twins had dropped to the lowest odds in baseball, tied for the lowest odds in baseball to win the World Series. Yeah. Okay. Like so that's not good. Them <laughs> and the Astros and somebody else, maybe the Cubs. Hoover, the Washington Generals. Don't talk Hoover, about my Cubs that way. Don't you Hoover dare. Who are 150 to 1 to win the World Series. So I think there's some chance that Vegas is going to have them listed at 64 or something for an over <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's, um, just for an exercise, there's 25 guys on the roster. How many guys need to be good, above average, impact players, just on average, um, to to really be a contender? you got to think out of the nine um spots in the lineup six at least have to be good right yes okay out of five starters you need four of them to be at least good right uh, go three? You, three have to be good i'll give you three the other two have to be adequate then you at least need a good bullpen guy and a good closer so we're at like six nine eleven let's say 12 of the 25 need to be like good solid above average to be contenders Yes. So we're talking about like, hey man, uh, Meyer could be good and May could be good and then Barrios and that's three guys that are pretty solid and then Buxton comes up and Sano comes up and all of a sudden, yeah, we really got something. You have five players there, right? That's If all five of those work out, uh, you go five for five, which basically has not happened in the history of baseball, probably, to have your top five all work out perfectly. Um, you're still not even close to halfway to being competitive. So if you trust the organization to like fill some of those other spots out with holding on to guys or signing free agents, that's, I mean, that's beautiful for you to think that, uh, I have my doubts. Um, that's where I'm having a hard time seeing the hope of like, we need every single thing to break perfectly to see some comp to see above average, uh, team in two years from now. Like every prospect needs to work out and every guy who's good needs to stay. Let me give you the counterpoint to that though. I think the counterpoint for me is a guy like Brian Dozier, who is never a top prospect. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he probably was a top hundred prospect ever in all of baseball. Right. And he had almost no buzz about him as a twins prospect if I remember. I maybe he had a ton of buzz and I just don't remember it correctly. Yeah. But Am I wrong, or was he one of the better second basemen in the American League last year? He was. We agree. He bucked the odds. He certainly yeah. did. That will happen well, just as likely as uh, Eddie Rosario will uh, be a career 650 OPS. I mean, sometimes you're going to get good luck, and sometimes you're going to get bad luck, but you can't just plant. To me, I'm just wondering what their plan is beyond 
we just have to have all these guys work out. Yeah. Every single one of these guys has to pan out and stay healthy, by the way. Like, who the hell knows? Buxton, you know, could just be one of those super injury-prone guys that, like, I don't know. I hope not. And it's not like anything in his history is saying that he's going to be. So it could be Sano. It could be, again, Barrios could blow his arm out, whatever. Like, so much shit happens where, like, if you're just banking on, like, we've got some good guys in the minors. Yeah, every team has a bunch of good guys in the minors, man. That's not... That's that's accurate. But here's... The place that we're at right now with the Twins is you've got... It'd be like if you lined up nine cards face down. And you're saying, all right, if we flip over six, if we flip all these over, six of these have to be face cards for the Twins to be good. Yeah. But for so long, it feels like all of those cards are already face up, and we already know that they're fives, that they're fours and fives. (laughs) Yeah. And so now you've got a couple of cards that are face up already, like Kurt Suzuki and Trevor Plouffe, where you're like, well, there's a nine, there's an eight. They're not terrible cards they're not twos and threes and then you've got a number of number of cards like arcia and vargas and all of these other guys who the cards are still face down if that makes sense if this metaphor is still making sense now that i'm a minute and a half into it and so could you start over yeah i fell asleep i'm I'm (laughs) I'm sorry sorry. i was spaced out i was answering an email there's there's a chance that some of these guys are going to be good and there's a guy like dozier who you think there's no chance there's no chance he's going to be good and he turns out to be good and so there's part of my mind that's like well why not why can't Vargas turn into the next David Ortiz why can't Arcia be a guy who's going to be good for a long time why can't he be Maglio Ordonez to pick a guy who <laughs> could hit but couldn't really feel that way and you're laughing and that's fair and that's why I bring this up because I need it's, I need to hear this because I know I'm a crazy person. It's fine. If are you gonna are you gonna be on these mushrooms the entire summer, or is this like a just tonight deal? If you, you stay know, on them, then you're totally fine. You're gonna probably because the best thing about that is they'll be like twelve and twenty seven, and you're gonna be so you'll be high as a kite, and you'll think that they're in first place. That would be my recommendation to you. Continue taking the drugs that you're taking right now. Well. I mean, what drugs do you take to find the 76ers interesting? Because I, I think they might be the same drugs. You know what I mean? No, my drug is, it, it's similar, but it's the opposite of your drug. And yours is the more normal drug to take. Is just regular sports fan hoping it can work out because it does sometimes. Mine is like, I care about the business of being a general manager and building a team. And it's like the thing that if I brought it up if we were just having wings out of the sports bar you'd be rightful to just punch me in the face of like just shut the fuck up i don't care how a team is constructed you moron so you're just a you're just a sports fan and that's fine yeah i'm just i'm just taking regular solid cocaine but you've got some lab developed hallucinogen that is going to really make your life better that you're trying out experimentally and taking notes and yeah. doing all this other stuff to keep the scientific method intact. Where I'm just in the bathroom, just cocaine. Yeah, bathroom with the mirror, taking taking coke. And I used to have this. Uh, like I used to have this friend in college. His name was Nick. He's one of my best buddies. Um, and he, uh, we would go to parties, and he would always be um, chasing the perfect high. I don't know if I told you about this guy, but it was really interesting. He was, you know, the rest of us like you. Uh, um, 
to extend this analogy, we were just like pounding light beers over and over and over. That's like what we did. Like that's the college person. And we would ask him, like, what are you on tonight or whatever? And he would just be like, oh, I smoked two bowls and then I had a half a Red Bull and four Guinness. And he's always trying to work. And then the next time we talked to him, he was like, uh, yeah, so I smoked a joint and I had uh, four Rolling Rocks and then I took one half of an ecstasy pill. <laughs> and the next night, it's, you know, it's... I drank six beers uh, and hit myself in the finger with a hammer. <laughs> yeah, and the next night... He's, uh, you know, I got a one and a half Vicodin and two and a half Monsters, and then now I'm just sort of uh, lacing it with, like, Labatt Blue Light. So he's always just sort of, like, trying to go rationally, trying to find this, like, perfect sweet spot of, like, I'm I'm high, but I'm not, like, inappropriate. I'm drunk, but I'm not sloppy, whatever. That well, that's version... good for the Unitarian Church and staple some cats to the door. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, so I'm that guy as a sports fan. It's like I'm just trying to like weirdly over rationalize like caring about sports, whatever. And you're just like the regular dude who's you know doing the sports fan thing. So I think you're fine to to look for hope here. I hope you're okay being disappointed. Brandon, I'm a Minnesota sports fan. <laughs> okay. okay. If I wasn't okay with being disappointed, I would be dead or no longer a sports fan by now. Yeah, I mean. You can see the hope in there somewhere. Again, like there are some good prospects, and it's possible that they all do work out. Like I think right now you'd bet on like Buxton being as the next Andrew McCutcheon, as everybody says he's going to be, right? Um, and Sano being just like this really good power hitting third baseman or DH or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrios has just been unbelievable. Yada yada yada. Go down the line. Like you'd think most of these things will work out, and then. Um, and then you just sort of go from there. But uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like four years of them not being any good, I'm going the opposite way of you. Is like, I'll believe it when I see it right now. That's so I'm of, a crazy person. That's where we're ending with this. I'm okay ending with that. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would like to, uh, yeah. But I mean, okay. Still, so, am I a crazy person? <laughs> uh, I. That means yes, and he's too nice to tell you. You know Stu. Just, we know Stu. I just don't know. I Stu's just don't. exasperated sigh is a big part of this podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> Whenever we go to Stu, ah, yeah, I just, you just reminded me I've got to write like, something for Twinkie Town tomorrow morning, and I haven't started yet. So. Ooh. Oh, boy. I think you should. Yeah, well. Let me think. Write about the mumps. That's a thing right now. Yeah, the mumps are popular. The, uh, po- the sports right. podcast of my job did a thing about the mumps today. It was actually pretty interesting. Why don't you uh, do a scenario? The dunk on the Infinite Guest uh, Podcast Network. InfiniteGuest.org. .org. You got it. Why don't you do a scenario where like certain twins were out on like a caravan deal and they all got one of those like Oregon Trail diseases? The thing is, I've done like three separate like pieces in the last couple of years about how incompetent the twins' <laughs> medical staff is and all this like. <laughs> Would leave like you know hypodermic needles sitting in the fridge. <laughs> You've gone to that well a few too too many times. A box of oily rags by a barrel fire, you know, just <laughs> sitting in the middle of the clubhouse. As one does. So yeah, I I I, I could try to mine that for what it's worth. I don't know. You could do a thing sorry, where, Terry sorry, Ryan, where Terry Ryan, where Terry Ryan and uh, and the rest of the Twins upper management is is just laughing at some of the moves the Royals have made. 
Um, I, those are even okay, more pathetic I, 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 than the already, I, Okay, I got it figured out. I have, I have the general bit, and I'm going to have Terry Ryan sitting at the computer trying to get the twins signed up for Minster. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to do. There. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. Yeah, uh, I, got, I got it there. I got it good. So, John, let me ask you. Um, so, have you thought specifically about how they're going to be good next year, the Twins? So, is it offense that's going to continue? Is it is the pitching going to be way better? Or are you just saying of a general sense of you just feel this this general sense of hope? Is that what it is? Well, I think I'm infected with the same thing that infects all baseball fans in the off season, which is this generalized belief that everything that was good last year will continue to be good, <laughs> but everything that was bad last year yeah. will improve. Yes. Same, so, same lineup, except Maurer's going to be way better. So what I would do, I'll give you some examples. What I would do is I'd look at Kurt Suzuki and say, he had a great year last year. Mm-hmm. There's no reason he can't do that again. Whereas I would look at a guy like Aaron Hicks, and I would say, well, he had a terrible year last year, and he had a terrible year before that. But his minor league stats show that he has some talent. And he's always been successful at a number of levels. Maybe this is the year that he turns it around. I think he can turn it around. He'll have a couple, he'll have different leadership in Paul Molitor. He'll have, and the the traditional way of going about this is to cite Torrey Hunter at a time like this. Uh About how great of an influence Torrey Hunter will be on him. Sure. I don't know whether that'll involve teaching Hicks to call his teammates out in the media or just try to punch them in the locker room and hit other teammates. I Break don't up. know what Tory Hunter's leadership does for a guy, <laughs> yeah. but I can only assume it's going to turn him into the star that we hoped he would be two years ago. He's so good with the media when he's not calling him pricks and yeah, ruining exactly. his welcome He's such a wonderful conference. quote, unless you question him in any way. <laughs> if he's allowed to write the press release, it's pretty good. Yep. He's a pretty charming guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why he didn't just go to Phil Miller and ask for a press release. Yeah. Inappropriate. Don't ask Tory Hunter questions. God damn it. Oh, how dare you? So you're okay, so that was gonna be my question because I think it was on Twinkie Town actually, um um recently that uh I'm I'm guessing it was our friend Jesse that wrote about um whether the twins could have the same um um level of offense that they had last year, right? Because they were pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. Um and what he was showing is that some of the numbers are saying it's actually not likely because Vargas and Pinto and Arcia and all the young guy and Santana doesn't really seem sustainable. Um, and then he also made the point, which is a smart one, of like, yeah, well, Mauro, you know, will probably be better and yada 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 extra year of seasoning for the young guys. So um, that'll be interesting to me. That I will get me to Vargas, tune in this year. Vargas in particular will be an interesting case because. There, there was certainly a lot of excitement because he drove in 59 runs in September or whatever. <laughs> but it's also worth pointing out that I don't think he took a single pitch the entire month. He certainly didn't walk. He's like the Delman Young, the new Delman Young of swinging at everything. Wow. Wow. I don't Shots I, I, fired. I don't know how he feels again about Jewish people, so I can't for certain call him. The new Delman Young. Let's but. just let's just we're we're being optimists right now. Let's assume that he doesn't hate them. All right, so he actually is fine with people who are Jewish. <laughs> he's a regular human being. It's so amazing. He's a regular, normal human being. He's a decent person. Wow. Inside. I'm glad we're talking about this during Hanukkah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Those other podcasts, like the No Jews podcast, they'll shy away from some of these things. <laughs> right. We'll bring it up. 
Those assholes make their opinions yep. clear from the get-go. Have they ever had Gleeman as a guest? No. <laughs> huh. Funny uh, how that works they, out. Guys, huh. they actually yeah, have they, had Gleeman as a guest. Shit. No. I like proof. Strike it from the record. <laughs> it was one of their episodes. And also <laughs> Gleeman okay, won't... Well. And Gleeman won't be on this podcast anymore, so maybe we talked about this one too many times. Oh, yeah. You mentioned Delman Young, and I, I'm just imagining Gleeman taking his headphones off and being like, done. I'm done with these guys. We, uh... We are very alienating. <laughs> it's our main quality is that we're very, very hard to listen to. Hard to listen to, unpopular, difficult to get along with. That's the sport of don't forget, don't forget quick tanger. <laughs> very quick don't forget the rage, bro. Yep. Don't forget that rage. Oh, boy. Okay, so... Um, so the offense, hopefully, I know they were better than average last year. Hopefully they get to about average. The thing that worries me this year, um, still and actually even worse with Tory is the defense. I don't see how they're going to be anything less than 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 awful. Like, is there any way possible? Well, that is, I, I was going to say it's the wild card, but it's not really the wild card because we know it's going to affect them a lot, is that they can't, Apart from Dozier, who I think is probably above average defensively, am I right about that? Yep. That he might be the only guy on the entire team that is good at defense. That's a bad sign. That is a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Aaron Hicks, terrible center fielder. Tory Hunter might be the worst right fielder in the league. Yep. Oswaldo Garcia, a danger to himself and others every time he puts a glove on his hand. Yes, sir. Trevor Plouffe, maybe average. Maybe Danny Santana. <laughs> I we don't know about Danny Santana because he didn't play shortstop. But if your team thinks so little of your defense that they put you in center field all year, it can't be great. The team that actually doesn't even believe in advanced analytics, so he failed the eye test, which is a pretty bad yeah. sign. Which nobody fails the eye test. There's very few shortstops who fail the eye test and then pass the advanced analytics test, right? Like yeah. that doesn't that doesn't happen that way. It goes the other way. Like a the Juan only- Castro type will pass the eye test and secretly be the worst ever. And yeah. same with Jeter. There's no other way. You have to be Derek Jeter or Trevor Plouffe playing, playing shortstop to fail the eye test at shortstop. Where people are like, so did he... I think he went the wrong way when that grounder was hit. That's the only thing that can explain why the camera cut to the camera behind the plate yeah. and he was nowhere near that ground ball yet. He doesn't appear to have started moving yet. He was covering no, third? He, Why was he covering maybe third? Maybe he has bad eyes. Maybe, maybe he needs glasses. Does he need glasses? Is he having trouble seeing the plate from shortstop? Oh, boy. Yeah, so that was that's, Trevor Plouffe for Jeter at shortstop. That's what scares me. Um, I'm also scared that Hughes had, a, again, like a, such an amazing year last year. That won't happen again. You're not going to have a whatever it was, like an 8-to-1 strikeout-to-watt ratio. It was the best No, it was like 11-to-1. 11-to-1, yeah. The best in the history of baseball. We should point that out. Unbelievable year. Um, You can't repeat that, obviously. Um, So that scares me a little bit. Um, Irvin Santana, you know I'm very bearish on pitchers in general um, just because they get injured so often where if you say to me like, hey, Santana's 32, he's, he's, he's a very dependable pitcher, he's never been injured, all I hear is, well, that means he's going to get injured really quickly. Yep. That he's means he's about now. time to be injured. Same, and, they, yep. and I know that that doesn't always work out, but you know what? It worked with uh, old Ricky Nabisco last year, right? Yeah. 
All we heard was, oh, he's an innings eater. He's, he's so eating, dependable. He's durable. He's going to eat innings for you. And then it turned out he pitched the entire year hurt. Yeah, exactly. So that's And by innings, it meant sandwiches. He ate sandwiches. <laughs> yes. He was kind of a pudge. And, he were, yeah, he was tubby. He was thick. <laughs> he, he liked his sandwiches. He, liked, he likes his grains. He likes his white breads. Who doesn't, man? You get a pastrami sandwich in front of me, I'm not saying no. Sourdough bowls that you put like cheese dip in. You can eat Just the eat bowl. Meat. I mean, what do you, you want me to do? Not eat the ball? This runs all over your face and your chest like a goddamn animal. It's so good. <laughs> Jam your face right into the middle of it. Exactly. Jesus. Oh man. Oh, now I'm hungry. Um, I am too. Yeah. So I just, just in general, because I'm a cynic, would prefer to just sign a bunch of injured guys who are coming off of injuries rather than guys who haven't been injured because I know it's going to happen at some point. I would have, cho- I would have signed that Chris Medlin or whatever. Who's coming off of Tommy John surgery? Um, before well, signing, we know it worked for Mike Pelfrey. Yeah, well, Mike Pelfrey came back like a week later. It's like Mike, <laughs> you drove He's directly like, oh, from the guy. hospital, you idiot. The arm feels fine. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> Give him credit. He fooled the twins. They were like, okay. He says he's fine. Why would he not be fine? Two years. Two-year deal. Here you go. Two years. No, then he was terrible for a year, and then they said, you know what? I think he's getting better. Yeah, yeah. He told it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He was going to be better next year. Yeah, he was like, I think I'm going to improve this year, guys. You don't believe old Pelf? I'm sold. Yeah, so Mike, that's what scares me. Your contract can't be too big. Just sign a blank one and fill in a figure, and we'll go from there. Yeah, he's stealing. That should be he should. It is actual a bit theft. Of, he should be spending a, at least a little bit of time in jail, or at least on house arrest or something. Like speaking of stealing, Mike Rand, you owe me beer. I know you're listening to this. You owe me twelve beers, thanks to Mike Pelfrey. <laughs> that was amazing. Very few times is it is the bet one. Immediately when the handshake, you know, is yep. completed, you didn't even like loosen your grip, and it was like, "Pay me." No, it it's was like, over. "All right, when are you going to pay up?" And he was like, "No, I think he's going to get it." So fine, he ended up losing that bet in April. It was over in April. This is somebody who is more optimistic than you. That's unbelievable. Well, I'm check your smoke detector batteries. Timberwolves <laughs> yeah. could be good this year. Yeah. That's Mike. Yeah, that's and right. To be fair, that's that's something I very much appreciate about it. I think it's great, and you know what? I think it's wonderful. Don't shit on the Timberwolves, man. They were two and two at one point. Things were <laughs> things they were, were looking up. 
And then, then Ricky goes got down. Hurt. Yeah, and then Ricky ah, goes no, down, and they go two and fourteen. Um, they lost to the Lakers, guys. They lost to the Los Angeles Lakers in a basket. They honestly, again, that they've won two games since Rubio got hurt is amazing to me because they've got nothing. Mm-hmm. It's Dad Young. It's all the, rookies and it's all rookies and old guys. Nobody wants, and that's it. There's no in between. Thad Young is playing I'm worse actually, than yeah, a D league right impressed. now. Impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's they're bad. Before they're not we, good, John. They're not good. Before we no, move on. Not. Um, um, past the twins. Um, I do have two things to say, uh, and both of them are in response to our friend Phil Mackey. Um, I want to clarify payroll whiners. I don't want to like claim that we're the owners of uh, we're the guys who he's talking about when he says that because I I'm sure that there are a bunch of uh rube morons who just yell payroll at all times no matter what right. I- I also think he's taking a shot at the guy at the guys on the FM side of the sports dial. I think that's where his the uh, the main target of his ire is over at uh, FM one hundred point three. I figured there was a, a a a decent amount of trolling going on, but I just wanted to clarify my point of view of I'm not a payroll whiner. I am a, a have a goddamn plan whiner. Um, I know true. we've talked about this before. We know that payroll. Um, and just signing a bunch of free agents is a shitty plan, but it's better than no plan. And that's where I guess I kind of come down on the twins right now is if they just decided like, w- just have a plan. Just, just tell us what that plan is. Like we're going to be uh defense oriented and all we're going to do is sign the best defender that we can find as a free agent or a um, draft pick or a trade or whatever that's what we're going to do we're going to move forward with that being our plan and we think with that and shifts and whatever whatever i don't think that we would be at least the four of us on the podcast i don't think we would be bitching about like you need to go out and sign some players but if nothing else seems to be working that would be like the last consolation sort of deal so um that's why i'm i'm very proud to be have a goddamn plan whiner and uh if you want to use that as a hashtag that's fine with me well there's good examples of that, especially this year, because you talk about a guy like Eduardo Nunez or Tommy Malone, and they're both going to make $2.5 million or something yep. next year, which the money doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they'd gotten their tendered contracts for $12.5 million. I, I couldn't care less how much they're getting paid. It's that they got paid it all because it fits with no possible plan. Yes, exactly. There's no, there's no case you can make for either one of those guys that ends with, well, this is all part of our plan. It was like, it felt like they signed, they re-signed them both because they forgot the winter meetings were coming up. And they're like, oh, <laughs> we were going to sign another pitcher next Whoops. week, and now we have at least one too many. Never mind these other three guys that are also surplus to require. And the point that Clarence made last week, I can't remember whether it was on the podcast or on Twitter, was that pitchers get hurt all the time and you need a ton of them, and that's fair. But still, you have Tommy Malone for more than the minimum salary. And again, the salary doesn't matter. Why Tommy Malone? The roster spot matters. Andrew Albers is just as good as Tommy Malone. And apparently is available, and apparently the Twins are interested. Don't you dare talk about him. Unless you're Don't prepared you to tell him you love like me. <laughs> Don't you do it. No, I can't. It's not your fault, Brandon. I'm fragile. John, I'm fragile. Fault. I'm on it's zero sleep fault, right now. I'm it's not, not sleeping. Fucking A. Um, Nunez would make sense if we had signed uh, a really expensive um, second baseman, shortstop, and third baseman that were all injury prone. 
That would be the only way. We, these guys no, are big risk. You still have Ed Escobar. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, Nunez as an example. Or Tommy Malone, if he is just known as being, like, this uh, hardcore uh, ground ball pitcher, and we have, si- we have, again, decided that we are going to go out and find the best defensive third baseman, shortstop, and second baseman on the market, that would be defensible. Like, these things just – I just want to logically understand what they're doing and and – and that and it's not happening at all. So that would be my response to this payroll whiner issue. And again, I think that he's not talking to us, and he's he's again just trolling, which is fine. But um, but there is legitimate like we are people who do bitch about the payroll, and no, and we also know that it doesn't mean everything. So I just wanted to clarify that point. Um, second thing, I was unaware, and you guys maybe knew this beforehand. Did you know that Terry Ryan and Theo Epstein are essentially the exact same person? Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised to learn that too. But they are both equally successful and smart, and have the same strategies moving forward. Um, well, also handsome. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, that to me, um, I, I honestly did not make my way through uh, uh, Mackey's column because, um, again, I, I do think he was kind of, for the most part, just sort of tongue in cheek or something. But um, I think that we need to start a bracket of like most Homer statements or something. Cause that was to me, like we might not even need the bracket because he already has won like the lifetime achievement for that. Cause that was, I've never heard of more Homer statement, um, um, so far in, in, in local Minnesota media. There've been more. I can't think of oh, yeah. them off the top of my head, but it's there great. I mean, more. We made we earlier made fun, on this podcast. I made fun of Phil Miller for basically writing a Twins press release earlier this offseason. Yes, the Twins press release, and wasn't there a Wild press release as well? Well, we we often we we have made fun of Mike Russo in the past, but mostly, only, mostly for his appearance. <laughs> only because we love him so much. Yeah, yes, yeah. we kid because we love with all these guys. Yeah. We kid because we love. Um, if Mike Russo is listening, we love you very much, Mike. Yeah, he's not. Of course, he's nobody's not. listening. Um, he's listening to Jim Suhan's podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> if, knows, we're, we're killing Suhan, I guarantee that. Yeah. <laughs> if we, uh, if I had the energy, I would put together some sort of a bracket, but I don't because I'm lazy. I just wanted to point out that somebody should be doing some sort of homer because I do think that we... Uh, I'm sure every market is like this, but there are some some absolute, just gorgeous gems that come out of some of these uh, media guys' uh, mouths at some point, which is um, really beautiful to see. But that to me, that to me is the number one seed at least for this year. Is Terry Ryan and Theo Epstein are very similar the the way they go about things. So, yep. um, okay, so that was the the um, statements I wanted to make regarding that. Brandon, what if somebody goes through this podcast and starts putting together our ridiculous statements? Oh, ridiculous! Yeah, we'll win that every single time. I mean, there's nobody yeah. that can um, that can combine that. But I would hesitate to say that I don't think we've made one Homer esque statement yet, which is Dude, not like really to go ten and six. Yeah, that's true. But that I, okay, I can still finish eight and eight. <laughs> there's there's one. <laughs> I don't see that so much. To me, Homer means like a media member like sucking up to a to one of his sources or one of his not like the team in general. But I suppose that there's a distinction there 
um, too. So maybe how that. About, how about Chip Scoggins writing about how Rick Spielman spells nice and that's what I was thinking. I, I said wild, but no, I was thinking the Scoggins piece. That would be another. <laughs> that would be a number one seed in a different bracket. <laughs> in the infuriating Clarence bracket. Yeah, yeah, that would be a whole. We could have a number of seeds within that. Um, Did we talk about why Clarence isn't here? I can't remember now. Uh, no, I pretended that he was out. Uh, I was. I pretended that he was out politicking. Oh, that's right. No, he's actually deathly sick, and he couldn't even argue about the wild the last two nights. Yeah. They like they lost in like heartbreaking fashion both nights, right, John? Uh, well, they lost to Chicago, which you'd like to believe is heartbreaking, but they lose to every good team they play. So how how heartbreaking it can be when can it be when they lose every time they play a good team? Okay, now then, you were. You were talking smart about my bad Vikings prediction. I believe I predicted the Wild would not make the playoffs this year. Did you? Oh, well, you shit. might be right. On, you might be right on track with that one. So they're I not. They're not going to make in, the playoffs. But they're not that great. No, they're not. I told you. I told you. I do want to point out. <laughs> you I have chose a mockery. I have a couple wild things I want to point out. Number one, they were in Arizona last weekend, and there was a big to do about a to do. Yeah, it was a uh, Fufara for sure. Okay. <laughs> Fufara for sure. There's your time. Um, <laughs> Mike Russo happened to be in the arena and he heard Mike Yo yelling at everybody about how they got to be better and it was just this it was this big time pep talk where he really laid it on the line for all these guys and everyone was like, "Yeah, they're going to be better." They and always work. That, Every one of those yeah, pep talks work, right? Since of that, in Arizona, they won in a shootout. Arizona's the second worst team. In the Western Conference, grit. They and gritted then they it came out. Home, they came home and they lost twice. Wah, wah. That's one great pep talk right there. I mean, he's a motivational expert, Mike Yo. When Mike Yo talks, people listen. So I feel like the only people who actually believe that some of these like closed, you know, players only meetings, or they had a come to Jesus sort of moment with the coach or whatever. The only people that believe that that actually works is like 80-year-olds, right? Mm-hmm. So is there going to be a point in life when we just, everybody agrees that that's a stupid, worthless thing? To, I mean, obviously he has to try that, but anybody actually believing that that's going to motivate the team, is it going to just die out that that's a belief that works? I don't think it'll ever die out. It'll always be, people, it's like a sports trope. People want something to happen. Yeah, and they're willing to accept that just about any cause can produce the desired effect. Yeah, because when when a team, let's say the Wild, um, and obviously hypothetically just the Wild, um, I'm not using them as an actual example here because they suck. Let's say the Wild rip off like eight straight wins. You need to have somebody explain why that happened, right? So there had to be yep. something that you know that went on. Um, guy came back from injury, or, or you know, if, and if there's nothing that actually makes sense rationally, it's like players only meeting. There had to be one, you know, um, which I guess makes sense. So that didn't work. Shocker. People want things to make sense, but pretty often they don't. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I get it. I get why that's a difficult thing to deal with. So the Wild are currently not in the playoffs. They aren't. A lot of people are pointing to the to the fact that they played fewer games than most of the other teams in the conference. We call but, them games in hand, John. Yeah, they have games <laughs> in hand over virtually the entire Western Conference. 
But even that is not necessarily a good thing because, all right, you got games in hand, but that means you got to rip off 10 straight wins to catch up. You can't just assume that you're going to win all the games in hand. You actually have to win the games. And it also means that towards the end of the season, the Wild are going to be playing four games a week, basically. They're going to be playing Mm -hmm. back-to-back games a lot in games against well-rested teams into the playoffs yeah yeah they're gonna it's not it's not helpful towards the end of the season when you're at the most exhausted to have to play more games just because you have more of them doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win them and if every other night you got to play the second game of a back-to-back and you're dead tired against a team that's well-rested because they played five more games before christmas than you did how is that helpful that's not helpful when's the olympics break (laughs) <laughs> they're, they they're definitely having one this year. Okay, hmm. just checking. They they might not have hockey, well, NHL players in the Olympics next time, which I think is a shame. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Cuz I like it. Even though the US always loses to Canada, which I hate. Oh yeah, that that has happened, hasn't it? Twice in a row, Brandon. <laughs> Twice in a row, Brian Ruff. Brian Ruff. What's that guy's name? That was the quote of Brian Rafalski. That's funny. You remember that? Yeah. I, I hate that. you, Brian Rafalski. Yeah. I hate you so much. So you are disappointed with the Wild. Uh, Clarence has achieved some sort of weird Zen with them, which is which is the most baffling thing in the world. Um, Clarence achieving Zen about anything is baffling. Exactly. Like, he wants to run over executives that work for the Vikings, like, with his yeah, car and kill everybody. them. He and fired then, everybody on Twitter earlier today. He's fired our fired. friends. He's fired our friends. Yeah. They're just gone. Like, they got fired. And then you talk about the Wild, like, his, you know, one of his favorite. He's like, you know, you just have to understand that this is what it is, and something can't be and not be at the same time. Like, I'm just done talking about it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Stuff happens in the world, and you got to get over it. Yeah, yeah. The way it's... the world works, man. So is this just sort of, are, are you as well as just sort of resigned to be like, these guys just don't have, they're not going to get over this hump to be like a top two or three seed for the foreseeable future? No, ever. I have not at all gotten over it. You think that they should be at some point? Because they do have, a, they still have Parisian suitor, right, that are like their... They're LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I don't. I don't know that I'll necessarily ever get over it because I can't watch the Wild and be like, "Well, stuff happens." Mostly, I'm just an angry, angry person inside, and that all comes out when I'm watching the Wild. It's weird to be like that in hockey. Yeah, having a nice conversation with my wife or something, then all of a sudden I find myself screaming at Justin Falk for being bad at hockey. Why would I do that? Is it, Justin Fox hockey talent doesn't have any effect on my life except that my favorite hockey team isn't winning as much as I'd like. And so I go nuts. I'm are a you, bad person. Are you life. most nuts about the wild compared to other sports? Like what gets you the no, most I'm, rage? No, I'm out? that way about everything. Oh, equally. Sports wise. You can't rage out about baseball though, can you? It's so boring. I, I mean, rage I out love about baseball. baseball all the time. No shit. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I'm a fountain of rage. There's. I, I've never been able to change that. You're such a weird person because you're also the nicest person I know. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. It's it's not 
It's not a good combo. I seem nice, but under this niceness is a bubbling fountain of rage that can explode at any time due to a bad call in a game or some sort of minor, minor disappointment happening during a sporting event. Yeah, I feel like you would like your typical day would be like, oh, so John in the morning went uh, and did some volunteer work at Habitats for Humanity, and then uh, he went to like church and uh, drove the old ladies to some of their appointments, and then he came home and just literally punched through a television during his sports. <laughs> and then he stubbed his toe, the most minor setback ever, and he burned the entire house down. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. You are your, yeah, quite unique, John. Quite unique. I, I'm the worst. So the Wild suck, and uh, they're they've sucked since we've started this podcast. Like for, I feel like they're the exact same team they've been um, um, for like three years in a row. You know, the the Timberwolves suck, but they are they suck in interesting ways every single year. You never know how they're going to suck from a year to year perspective. So that's how I think that I'm taking the moral high ground uh, this week. We suck more, that's but fair. in more interesting ways. Okay, so... so I think that's... I mean, that's the way the Timberwolves are. They suck a different way every year. So it's like, what's it going to be this year? Well, yeah, as it turns out, they have a measles ac- epidemic. That was this year's. Yeah, oh, right. I did not see the measles coming this year. That's interesting. Way to keep me interested, Timberwolves. I did. I like honestly a- did not see Rubio getting injured immediately um, nope. as as a thing. I knew they were going to be terrible, um, but I didn't know that that was going to be the thing. So, God damn it, Wolves! You keep me on my toes, baby. Yeah, they're like a good television show. Like, whoa! I did not see that twist. I did not see that. Flip Saunders. Whoa! I didn't see that coming. I never thought he'd come back, and here he is. Yeah. Wow. How about that? The Timberwolves. If, the wild is just like gun smoke. It's the same thing every single episode. If the yeah. Timberwolves were a show, they would be like scandal or revenge or something. Where you're like, man, that was interesting. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. It was the man, worst ever. It was the worst. But I uh, fucking couldn't couldn't stop watching. I, I hate myself watching. for watching it, but I can't not watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the wild are gun smoke. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, yeah. That's a good bit. Um, Okay, so we are coming up on, um, well, we don't have a time limit. We're coming up on the 9 o'clock hour here on the Sport <laughs> In this hour. Weather and traffic on the 9s. we got a little cheap trick, some Iron Maiden, and some Black Crows for <laughs> Jeff and Sox Center. Stu, uh, cheap <laughs> but trick first is... a word from our friends at Johnson Hardware. What? Yes, Johnson Hardware is the place for all of your small auto parts needs. And all of your you can't get auto supplies. parts at a hardware store. Come on, you need John. auto parts at a hardware store if it's Johnson Hardware. Wow, Johnson yes, Hardware. Johnson Hardware. We call Johnson Auto Parts. Though. <laughs> oh, all right. Hardware I'm and sorry, auto parts. I didn't take this, think this bit through, <laughs> Mister Podcast. I'm doing it on the fly. Johnson's everything. I'm sure the Infinite Guest Podcast Network would never put this crap on the air. It's all scripted. Why don't you go hang out with those guys? All scripted. John Moe. Johnson's never something that's not funny. Oh, man. Um, did you guys uh, know that John Moe wrote a book called Conservatize Me, and it's really good? Have you heard of it? Yes. Yes, I have. I haven't heard of it. So it's a really interesting concept. So, um, And I think it's one that I've thought about um, a ton, of, is like 
am I only um, my well, John uh, Mo was at that point like a, a very like uh, a knee jerk liberal, you know. It's like I wonder if I am only liberal because all of my interests are are sort of leaning that way, and I like the Daily Show and I like whatever. And if I try to just for for some like moment in time, I think he did like thirty days or whatever. Like I'm only going to read conservative newspapers and blogs and talk to conservative people and whatever. And maybe I'll just like that'll be what I turn into because I've got all this like ammo to uh, to be that type of person. So we actually did it. Um, so it was like a, a play on supersize me is conservatize me. And he wrote a book about it. Um, and it was really good. It was super interesting and, and really funny and relatable. Um, he wrote it years ago, like way before the wits thing. And before he even moved here, he was a, like a Seattle guy at that point. Um, he was a Seattle guy. Yes. But, um, I have the book around here somewhere at some point, John, maybe I'll loan it to you if you're curious. Um, I am curious. I'd like to read that. Because it's 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 a really brilliant concept to think about, and he actually did see like yeah. Once I started like reading those sort of newspapers and blogs, or whatever, like I did have a, a different perspective on certain things. Didn't really change who he was like in general. Like he's not out like stumping for Michelle Bachman right now or anything. But um, um, but it was a really good book. Uh, he's uh, obviously a very funny dude. So weird time to put in a plug, but that's a plug. You know, if I wanted to hear more from John Moe, where might I be able to hear more? Um, the Infinite Guest uh, Podcast Network actually carries two of John Moe's shows, his Wits radio show in podcast form, and, of course, Home Dunk, his sports podcast. Boy, This I've week we had um, Dr. Matt McCarthy talking about the NHL mumps outbreak, and uh, Khalif Asana uh, talked about MMA. Which is something we haven't really touched on in this show. Because M- nobody watches it. MMA scares the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah, same here. That's an interesting thing. I mean, have, we ever, have, we, have we ever thought about talking about MMA? I don't know anything about MMA except it's frightening and weird to me. Do people die? I Less assume they do. Think, yeah, I think but, they probably die, right? All I know is are really gross. Yes. I was watching MMA one time, and I may have told this story on the podcast before, and Wade can correct me if I did. But I was watching, I I happened to flip by it one time, and I thought, oh, I'll try watching this. This MMA stuff is real popular. And and a guy got punched in the face, and the commentator, who might have been Joe Rogan, sort of dispassionately said, I think he he broke his orbital bone on that one. I think that's really good. I was like, he broke his face? He literally got his face broken in the middle of this fight. I got we're a talking about face. <laughs> we're uh, talking about it like it's no big deal. I don't. I don't think I'm cool enough to watch a sport in which people get their orbital bones broken just as a matter of course. I don't. Um, the fact that MMA exists and is popular uh, makes me just confused at how I'm the same. Um, um, like there are other human beings who actually enjoy that. Like it's not just like a an opinion or you're into this, I'm into that. But I don't understand how there are human beings who actually have the a pleasure sensation in their brain by watching somebody else get their arm broken in front of them. So I don't know if that makes me a, yeah. a pussy or something. It probably. Well, you just don't understand hockey, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be it. But uh, Jesus, no, no, thank you. It's uh, a self policing game, Brandon. Yeah, they'll weed themselves out. Don't worry about it. Don't you worry about it. Um, I guess that's our thoughts on MMA. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first time we've ever talked about it on the podcast. Which works it's a very, very popular sport. Extremely popular, but I have boxing. Um it's is it bigger than NASCAR at this point? NASCAR is uh, taking a nosedive in terms of popularity, so it very well could yeah. be at this point. And that's well, actually not saying. To be fair, NASCAR is terrible and is awful, and nobody should watch it. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why. I it's would the worst thing. I would watch NASCAR over MMA one hundred times out of a hundred. I would watch. Me too. I would watch a thousand you NASCAR know, races I, I would, before I would watch one. Before I'd watch three minutes of an MMA fight. I mean, I I, it's fine if you are are. For some reason, I don't even know. I guess it's fine that you're okay watching other people get like brutally assaulted in front of you, but um, I don't know, man. Not for me. Hashtag NFL. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Shield. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I'm in favor of NFL immediately turning into flag football seven on seven. So my, I've made my thoughts on that very clear. Um, I think there's something there. There's something to that. Just like the illegal contact rules have already done. You know, you know what? You know what? Just play flag football. You know, if that's... <laughs> fuck, fine. Just play two Why don't you wear dresses? Why don't you wear dresses? Jesus, put your tutus on. You get on out there, and you just fucking tap dance in the grass. I want to see somebody get hit. <laughs> My pants are down. <laughs> I just want to see somebody hurt. I'm, I've been drunk since nine. My wife left me. Punch somebody. <laughs> You know, this whole con- this whole conversation would be a lot funnier if we hadn't spent the first part of this podcast talking about the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's true. That's brutal. Um, We're conflicted. All I really feel are- bad about myself right now. I will say this. I don't say this very often. In defense of the NFL, um, and I've never used that sen- the start of that sentence before, but it does it does definitely seem a lot safer than even five years ago, right? Like, it's for sure safer. So I know that they're still evil and they're the worst human beings on the planet, but at least they're not. It's not like we're not doing the jacked up segment anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's true. The, the more we find out about it, the more I can't believe that happened in this decade. Isn't that unbelievable? That was not That's 70 crazy. years ago at all. It was like three. It was like it was flat panel TVs, ago. guys that are still on television. Like, yeah. And it wasn't like concussions didn't exist before 2012 everybody knew that people were getting genuinely hurt yeah and yet all of these turtling lunatics were sitting around somebody's helmet gets popped off oh his neck snapped back he landed on his head because he went limp like a ragdoll you got jacked up that happened that happened on <laughs> television in yeah. front of god in the entire nation celebrating it. look at that seizure <laughs> There's, do you remember uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the movie? Stu, I know that's got to be right reality, right? Of course I do. When uh, that, uh, uh, the really good football player, his car gets fucked up by Sean Penn or whatever, and then he's Forrest like... Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker was a beast at that football game, and they show a scene yes. of like, he tackles a dude so hard, the dude has like a comical seizure where he's yeah. like shaking like you're in a... Uh, yeah. a a weirdly religious church on a Sunday, you know, like those. And it's just like, that was played for funny at that point. And even now you're watching it like, Oh Jesus, that's not funny at all. That guy's fucked up probably forever. (laughs) So it has gotten better. I still laugh at it to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Well at this point it's so silly. He's got like those single bar, uh, mm-hmm. uh, face mask. It's, yeah. it's Forrest Whitaker. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's like 19. 
<laughs> oh, I know. That is just such a funny scene. Bo Derek, man. I like sex. <laughs> oh, man. But again, I don't know if that's like a credit to the NFL or just like a credit to um, us as fans as like being uh, really, really hardcore about things need to change. But they for sure have. So I'm hoping... And, you know, I'll repeat it again. I am hoping that this is just the first in, in that seven-on-seven seven flag football that hopefully happens in, like, five years. Would that be interesting, or would it just be sort of weird, like the CFL? I don't know. I don't know, man. We probably... I'd like to see it tried. Yeah, I'd, I am curious why there isn't, like, um, leagues for any of the uh, major sports where they just, like, test shit out. Like, this is a league you can come watch us if you want to. We are going to be testing out, uh, yeah, like, no tackling in football. We'll see how that works out. And in baseball, we're going to be testing out, like, you have four seconds from when you get the ball, you have to pitch again. You can't shake anybody off. You just got to get back up and pitch again. Or They do that in hockey sometimes. They're like they'll, test out rule, they'll test out NHL, potential NHL rule changes in the AHL, which, for anybody who doesn't know, is like the AAA version of hockey. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of fun because sometimes, sometimes they end up being NHL rules and they're like, why didn't they try it? Why didn't everybody do that? And sometimes it's just something idiotically crazy like, let's not have blue lines anymore. Let's just play the whole game with everybody on side the whole time. What would happen? Well, weird things happen. Let's yeah. not do that. I think it's I like great though. I think yeah, that I should think so be like a permanent thing. Like, I would love basketball if they were just like, we're going to do a league where uh, the court is like six feet wider on each side. We'll see what happens. Or there's a four-point line now. Fuck it. It's, yep. a, it's a test league. Just come out if you want to watch some weird shit happening. Um, Why doesn't the D-League do that? I don't know. I mean, I understand in some ways, like, the D-League to me is is like the minor leagues where, like, you need to see if these guys actually can play in the regular league. So I don't want these fucking dudes to be, like, trying to shoot four-pointers. Um, do we have breaking news on SportsCenter? What yeah. the hell was that? Um, my phone just gave my fantasy football update. That's all. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. I thought you were going to chime in with something. According to Mark Stein. Um, ESPN has confirmed. Sports happened. Well, how about baseball? ESPN has confirmed something Jake Laser reported two hours ago. It's baseball like... has a billion things that they could be working on in terms of speeding up the pace. Um and and there's you know multi you know many many millions of people who are like good enough to play in some sort of test league pilot league whatever you want to call it um i just can't believe that they're not doing it somehow like how do you know that these things are going to work or not work before you test it out and they do it sometimes in like the fall league for a few games or whatever but i don't know it just doesn't seem like enough to me so that's another sportive idea for you trademarked pilot there should be more i agree with you there thank you that's it's amazing it's one of the nice things you've ever said. There should be more me. leagues in general, though. There should be another league that they just do stuff like that. Yeah, would it be fun just for the novelty of it? Like, I don't know. There should be more winter baseball. Yeah, and fuck more it. summer hockey. There are like, there are minor league baseball players who will who want to work in the winter, and you can learn some things from them. You know, to actually push toward the major leagues. Let those guys play eight inning games. Let's just fucking see what happens. Eight inning games. Let's try it. <laughs> Why do they not broadcast like the Dominican League on MLB.TV or whatever? 
Maybe they do. They probably do. It's probably on right now. Oops. And I'm sitting here going, I would, wa- I would <laughs> absolutely should. watch the Venezuelan League, and it's on right now. I'd be into it. Eight viewers. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. We are uh, well beyond well beyond where we should be uh, from a timing perspective. John, do you want to <laughs> finish this up? Uh, do you want to make your uh, Gophers football argument, or do you want to wait till next week? Uh, there's not much to the Gopher football argument. It's mostly a, it's mostly a question. Uh, it, it's mostly an indictment of every other team in town disguised as a question about Gopher football. So we can save that for prior to their bowl game or something, maybe. Okay. Okay. So it's that's <laughs> intriguing. It's, as John. usual, a slanderous allegation of impropriety rather than an actual discussion topic. That's one of the things that we're best at. It is absolutely one of them. We don't like to discuss. We mostly just like to accuse. Uh, uh, accusations. Scene, I'd like to talk about who is the worst owner in town again. We're great at accusations. Um, we're great at ranking the worst owners. Um, and we're great at uh, doing ads for Johnson's Hardware Auto Body Shop. Johnson's Hardware, where you can also get auto parts. Johnson's Hardware, where actually the only things you can buy are auto parts. Yep. It's nothing but small engine repair. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna um, quit while we're behind. So, um, from all of us, we're gonna quit while this podcast still sucks. From all of us here at Hutch Blowtorch and the Sports Inferno, uh, wishing you well and uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, Happy Birthday to our friend Stuart, and Happy Birthday to our friend Brandon. It's both of their birthdays this weekend. Yeah, big weekend it for is. us. It Stu is. on Friday, me on Saturday. Why don't all of you listeners, all four of you, most of us, most of you guys are family, uh, go out and just tie one on for, for one yep. or both of us this weekend. Brandon is turning 26, and Stu is turning 55. So happy yeah. birthday to both of you guys. Yeah, this Poochie. Combined, combined we equal Clarence's age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, Clarence's birthday is actually a couple of weeks ago. And happy 65th to him if we didn't man- mention it on the podcast. He can't hear you over WCCO cranked up really loud. Having some Earl Grey tea. I sleep. Calculating his social security paycheck with by hand. These late night guys really helped me get to sleep. Is Carson still on? Where's Steve Cannon? I like that guy. I think Al Malmberg's a red commie. <laughs> I uh, miss Brooke Togovic. All right. <laughs> We're going to press stop and do this for another hour. So, uh, uh, happy holidays. Love everybody. I got a, I got a, I got a good, like, tight ten about of Ruth Kozlak jokes if you want to keep going. <laughs> Sportive after dark. Yep. Bye. Bye.